With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk about a pressure penalty from a man who hasn't always had the cleanest record, but he converts this one with cheek, with style, with coolness. Arsenal snatch it at the death. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the same old Arsenal. Uh, you might be able to hear in my voice, I'm not a happy bunny, really. Um, this game has, uh, or last night's result, has affected me like I've never been affected before. Um, tonight, to discuss the debacle, I'm joined by the judge, Lee Judges. Lee, how are you, mate? Oh, I'm very good, thank you very much, Craig. Good, good, good. I'm joined by Lee Gunner. Lee, how are you, mate? I'm very good as well. Thanks, Craig. Evening, lads. Good, good, good. And I'm joined by... I'm well, very happy to welcome uh, on to the podcast this evening for his, for his, first, uh, his first appearance, let's say, is James Cook. James, how are you doing, mate? Well, uh, Craig, I'd love to say I'm doing well, but the truth is I'm still alive, but I'm barely breathing. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Oh super dear! Stuff. Super, yeah, super stuff. Super stuff. Um, I want to start with uh, I want to start with James. Actually, I want to start with James's video before we before we go into the doom and gloom. Um, let's talk about your video, James, um, which is absolutely magnificent. I've got to say, um, lads, anyone listening to the podcast, you have got to see this video. Head over to YouTube, search the stagnating giant. Uh, it's on James's YouTube uh, channel. I will put the link out um, when the when the when we post the link for the podcast. We'll put the link up to the videos where you've got to watch it. Uh, James has been studying um, filmmaking and directing, I believe. I'm correct, James. Am I? Yeah, mate. Yeah, that's yeah. that. that um, <laughs> and he has done an absolutely brilliant video um, regarding he's been Arsenal. Class, Craig. That's what he's been doing. What's that? He's been listening in class. He's doing very well. Yes, he is doing very well. He is doing very well. Um, yeah, so you've got to watch it, lads. You've got to watch it. Uh, give it a watch. And, and leave a comment and um, tell James what you think of it. But I'm telling you, 
Absolutely brilliant video. James, um, how did this video come about, mate? Well, I mean, this year, documentary filmmaking is something I've been really honing in on. Um, I've been doing it for the company that I work for, UMAX at Football. I've been making off-the-cuff documentaries, sort of as a part-time job at the moment, really. And it was at the turn of the year uh, when we, I think we all realistically felt we were we were out of the title race. I wanted to try and portray something I was toying with the idea of doing it portraying something that would embody how we all feel um, and I, I wanted to do it in a way that showed normal fans um, and sum up everything where you don't feel the need to talk about it week upon week upon week upon week I just wanted to have it embodied in that one half an hour video I know it's quite long but um, I think it sums up quite well how a lot of fans are feeling at the moment and it was it, as I say, it was something I toyed with, but it was that game against Watford. Um, I haven't felt heartbreak like that in a long, long time. Um, it, it was awful, that game, and that was the flick of the switch for me. And that's why I actioned it, and I got in touch with Warren Ratcliffe, who was a fantastic interviewee. And then from there, I got in touch with Akil Vias, again, another fantastic interviewee. And finally, Mark King, who led the protest at the Emirates Stadium yesterday. He did a really good job on that as well, so congrats to Mark on that front. Um, but three wonderful interviewees all gave a really good opinion. I couldn't have done it without them. And uh, yeah, Craig, thanks ever so much for the kind words uh, for both Lees. Thank you very much as well for your kind words. And to anyone that's left a comment, uh, a like on the video, send me a message. It's massively appreciated. And hopefully we can get this message sent out as far as possible. Absolutely, mate. Yeah, I just want to congratulate you as well personally on the video. Like I say, it's absolutely brilliant. Um, when I was watching it, I was, you know, I was like, wow, this is like, you know, this is BBC you know, Sky Sports, you know, quality, do you know? Um, you know, you, the, the editing and everything is, is fantastic, mate. It's really, really good. So congratulations. Thank um, you, Craig, honestly. Can't thank yeah, you enough. Yeah. And again, um, make sure you watch it, lads. Everyone who's listening to this podcast, make sure you watch it. The link will be in the description um, on the SoundCloud page and on my Twitter. Okay. The protest. As uh, James has led us into that nicely, uh, there was a protest last night outside the Emirates Stadium before the game. I believe the lads marched from the Marble Halls um, to the stadium. Lee Judges was there. Um, Lee, people on you know on Twitter and, and and things like this were saying that there was only 100 people, there was only 50 people, there was only 200 people. In your opinion, how many was there, mate? Uh. I'd say about 300, 400, I reckon. I have to be honest. Um, I went there thinking there'd be about five or six. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. There was like so many people there. There was people like um, that Bradders, who I've never met, but he was he didn't even go to the game. He just come down and, and on the train and just what was there. And what, what I noticed was a lot of old school fans there. Um, you know, um, um that were, were there protesting, you know, that have probably seen the good days before Arsene Wenger, if I'll be honest, you know. So, um, um, but what what I would say about the, about the march was that if you'd have done that a year ago, Craig, there would have been fights going on, lots of heckling, lots of shouting and slagging off. But it, it, it was a peaceful march where no one abused it or whatever. And I thought that was... Uh, a poignant moment, really, mm. of where we are now with um, the Arsene Wenger regime. The only, the only doubt, the downside on it for me was that it was all on Arsene Wenger, and I, I feel a little bit, um, 
what's the word? Uh, not a little bit uneasy would be the word on that because I don't think it just is a Arsene Wenger. I, I, I do believe that if Arsene Wenger goes, that Gazidis must go as well, and um, and Kroenke as well. Like you know, I feel that it's um, it's 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 all coming down. And, you know, I think someone said the other day, um, you know, Arsene Wenger even gets blamed for the season tickets prices, and it ain't, that's nothing to do with him. Yeah, I know. you know. So I mean, I, I, we, that's where I feel. We'd want to be very naive to think that it's all Arsene Wenger's fault because it, yeah. it's not. You know, it's simply not his fault. Uh, well, it's simply not all his fault. Um, do letting, think... him, letting him sit out there and take it all as well, Craig. I can't believe that. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, go on, Arsene, you get out there and take it all yeah. while we sit sip, sipping our champagne. You exactly. Know I, mean? I mean, we've had nothing from Gazidis. We've had nothing from Gazidis. We've had nothing from Cronky. We've had nothing from that other knob, Chips Keswick. You know, and you're right. Well, they are leaving Arsene Wenger. Pardon? With a name like that, it's got to be a knob, got to be a knob, of course you have. <laughs> I mean, and you're right, they are throwing Wenger to the Lions without making you know any statements themselves. I mean, I expected and there's a club statement today. I did. Something, you know? Lee Gunner, let's go to you, mate. Do you think this, do you think this protest will have any effect on Arsene Wenger or do you think it'll have any effect on a contract extension? Do you think that Will Arsene Wenger be sitting at home thinking to himself, Christ, you know, should I, I think I might have to leave, you know, before these numbers get bigger. Do you think it's going to have any, um, any positive impact at all um, on the club? Um, yeah, yeah, I do. I, I do, actually. Um, I, I, I actually went for, to the Time for Change um, sort of protest last year versus Norwich and um, there was hardly in, well not hardly anybody there but there was a lot less people there last year than there was this year and the abuse that we got last year when I was there compared to what I, I didn't go yesterday um, for various reasons but um, from what I've heard from people that did go it was all you know there was there was no dramas there was no fights there was no no animosity really and I do think it is gonna gonna affect him. I think he's already been affected. Um, I mean, just listening to his like his interview after the game yesterday is like you know he he's, he sounds like a man who's got nothing left. Yeah. You know, and it, it's sad to see in a way. And I'm one of his, I'm one of his biggest haters. I've I've wanted the guy gone for a long, long time. Yeah. And it's not it's not nice to see him suffering the way he's suffering, but. At the end of the day, fans have got to do something and the only way they can get their voice heard is through a protest like that. I mean, if you write them a letter, they're going to really reply to everyone. Yeah. You know, and of course they're not. But um, just coming back to something Lee said a minute ago um, about Gazidis and Kroenke, <clears throat> I, think, I think I agree that they've, they've left him to take all the flack himself and they've done that for a long, long time also. Um, I also expected a statement today of some, of some some degree of just to clarify whether he's going, whether he's staying, um, you know, just put it all to bed, you know, but there was nothing, nothing at all. And it, it, it just smacks of complete arrogance mm. from this club that they just, you know, just forget about it. Don't mention it. Don't say anything. Can it go away? Well, 
it's not going away this time. And if they believe it is going away, then they're seriously deluded. Yeah, I mean, and I think there's another one planned for Saturday. Um, yeah, yeah, I've heard I've heard about that, and um, I fully agree with that as well. I mean, in my opinion, a lot of people call call out Cronky. Uh, and they dig him out and they try and deflect it off Arsene Wenger, right? Now, whilst I'll agree he ain't the best owner of, Ar- of Arsenal Football Club, we moved from Highbury to the Emirates to be self-sufficient yeah, and not have outside interference from a Roman Abramovich-style owner mm. flooding money into the club. So on, on that, well, he's the perfect owner then because we are self-sufficient. That's how I'm looking at it. Um, even Gazidis, not quite sure what I make of him, um, I mean, he, he comes out and says all the right things, which you'd expect him to do. But, I mean, he's, he's done various interviews where he said, we'll go big in the summer and we'll buy another two or three top draw players. And, you know, they, they don't seem to ever turn up at this club. And, you know, is he is he trying to get Wenger to spend and Wenger's point blank refusing? Or is he just saying that just to keep all the fans on side and hope for the best for the next season? I don't know. The only way we're going to find that out is when Wenger does leave mm. and the new man comes in. Because if the new manager comes in and then goes on a spending spree, then we can point the, Wenger at Ars- uh, point the finger at Arsene Wenger and say, well, look, there you go. We've had money. That's, there's proof there. The new manager's spending it. Yeah. And, you know, we're not going to know that with Gazidis, I don't think, until, until Wenger finally leaves. But in my opinion, I think he's gone. I, yeah. think, I think that's it. Well, I, for I what it's worth, I wouldn't... Trust Ivan Gazidis as far as I could throw him. The man's a fucking liar, <laughs> frequent liar. Some of the stuff he's said, he's you know. I mean, I remember back in 2011, he said that if Arsene Wenger, if Arsene Wenger's relationship for, uh, broke down with the supporters, then it wouldn't be viable to have him here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the I relationship with Arsene Wenger and the fans has been, you know, at melting point for what five or six years. The way they probably see it, Craig, right, is they're, they're sitting wherever they're sitting watching the game, if, if they're even watching the game, and they're getting feedback that, oh, there was a few hundred people that are protesting. They probably look at it and think, well, 55,000 Arsenal fans are in the stadium. Four or 500 people are protesting. What's the problem? Mm, very true. Do you know what I mean? The, the thing know, is, what is, what happens there, Lee, Craig? Is that there are still a lot of, and I, I witnessed it yesterday. There's still a lot of pro Arsene Wenger support going to the games. Mm. So, um, and and they, they made the voice. You know, there was a, some singing of like, you know, we we, we want Wenger to stay um, in in there. And um, you know, there'd be naive to think that it is. I, I, I think that it's probably sixty forty Wenger last time, this time last season. I would say it's probably fifty five forty five that they want him out now, if I'll be honest. That's how I see it. There was, there's still quite a lot of fans that believe in him. And, and listen, that's their right. You know, I'm like, yeah, I've of course. No yeah, I've got no problem with I've got no problem with a man if he thinks Arsene Wenger... I've got no problem with a man who thinks Arsene Wenger's to stay as long as he can give me good reason. What I have got a problem with, and something that I tweeted out last night, I actually had to just mute some people on Twitter last night because they are just wind-up merchants. Just wind you up. They just tweet, you know, you tweet them a question and you get you get an answer back. And you can just see, you know, this guy's just trying to wind me up. You know, and I, I, I blocked and muted a lot of people last night. 
um, that I've spoken to and that I, that I haven't got any problem with. But I just had to mute and block them because just fucking winding me up. James, um, James, what, what's your take on this protest, James? Do you think it's going to... Will it have any effect on Arsene Wenger's job? Um, will it have any effect on the man himself? What do you think, James? To be fair, Craig, I, I'd honestly love to say that it would impact him in, in, in some way. And he's got, he's got to be looking at that. He's, he can't, it's not something you can ignore. It got, uh, as I saw you tweet yesterday, it got so much coverage that some somebody in Arsenal has got to have picked up somewhere along yeah. the line. So I would hope it's been noticed. And credit to everyone that turned up to it. Um, credit to yourself, Lee, and credit to Mark as, again for organising it because it, something had to be done. Uh, and, and Lee Gunner, as you say, writing an open letter to the club, what's that going to achieve? Yeah. What's tweeting the club going to achieve? You've got to be vocal and you've got to, you know, as long as the protest is respectful and people having their voices and opinions heard, I've got no problem with that whatsoever. And I think it's the only way to uh, to get recognition from the club because otherwise it's not going to happen. Um, but I don't think it's things like that that are going to impact Arsene Wenger so heavily. I think when when he goes home after a defeat to Bayern Munich 5-1 at home and he's sitting there without his wife, without his daughter and you know he's looking at himself, how much more of this is he going to want to take? He can't be enjoying it. We're not enjoying it. Why would he be enjoying it? Yeah. So for me, I think these defeats are very, very self-inflicting on him. Um, that one against Liverpool, that's the one that perplexes me so much because if we'd have played a team like the one we played against Bayern the other night at Anfield, then we would have been coming away with a, a much more positive result in my eyes. So the fact he's making all these changes to the team, it, it's almost like he's shooting himself in the foot. He's not helping himself in any way whatsoever. And I don't think his job is savable at this minute. The only way I could see his job being ever so slightly... Um, rescued is if he changed something and we actually started to see him implement a system that's different to what we've seen over the past 20 years but history suggests that's not going to happen mm. and as Arsenal fans what we want to see is we want to see change and okay fair enough if there weren't any options and we were looking at the likes of Eddie Howe as, as realistic options but the fact of the matter is you've got Sam Pauli out there you've got Allegri managers that Arsenal Football Club should be able to attract should have no problem attracting whatsoever but then it comes down to the issue that we've got with the board. The board don't know a thing about football. Ivan Gazidis, I've got strongly mixed opinions on the guy. Uh, as you rightly said, he's spouted a whole load of bollocks in previous years. But at the same time, he's overseen that transition to the Emirates. He's got the likes of, as much as we hate him, Stan Kroenke to invest in the club. Mm. And the money's always been there for Arsene Wenger over these past couple of years. So the blame lies with so many different people. And Arsenal Football Club is in such a distressing situation at the minute. It's it's really horrible supporting the club at the minute. But um, yeah, for me, Arsene Wenger, he, he, you know, he's... he's putting the nails in his own coffin at the minute. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how this season pans out. And in answer to your question, Craig, um, I, I do sincerely hope that protests such as yesterday's and such as the potential one on Saturday do have an effect on the club and someone does take notice. Yeah, well said, mate. Well said. Lee, judges, um, if if we did change manager at the end of the season, right, or you know, at the beginning of the next season, would you be happy? I was, I was, I was sitting there thinking about it myself last night because I actually this is going to sound absolutely ridiculous but after the fourth one went in I turned the telly off I turned the light out and I sat here for about an hour and a half in the dark <laughs> on my own just me and my brain and I was thinking do you know if we did actually get rid of Wenger and a new manager came in whether it be Zampali whether it be Allegri, whether it be 
whoever, right? I'm thinking to myself, it's going to take at least, I would imagine, at least two, two seasons before we'd see any major change. What would you say about that, Lee? I'd say, if, if that was me, I'd say stay in that dark room. You know what I mean? <laughs> but what um, I mean by it is if a new manager comes in, right, he's going to want his own players. Well, not necessarily like it necessarily so. When you look at it, right, um, look at, um, you know, I don't want to really compare other teams, but look at Chelsea. Mm. They haven't really done a lot of tinkering and all that. It's just the man that's just come in and, and reunited the dressing room, put in a couple of players. And, and you know, listen, we was mocking them at the beginning of the season when they signed David Deweys. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden he's turned him into a really good defender. Uh, by the way, um, you know, certain other managers at Chelsea mentioned no names couldn't do that. You know, these world-class managers. So I look at that. I also look at Leicester. Without all the money, um, they've just changed the, a championship-winning manager and all of a sudden they've gone back to the Leicester of last season. You know, nothing's really changed. No player's changed. I, ju- I just feel with Arsenal, um, the only thing that needs changing is a little bit of tactical awareness, a little bit of tactical organisation. You know, go, go back, you know, we spent £90 million this year and we're a worse aside. How can you do that? Yeah. You know, I have to look at things... You know, like Mustafi, you know what I mean? We spent £30 million on Mustafi. He's really just sim- very similar to Koscielny. They're very similar. He's not a um, um, a dominant centre-half, is what we've been crying out for for the last couple of seasons. Yes, he's a, he is an upgrade on um, Mertesacker and he's an upgrade on Gabriel. But come on, you know what I mean? Like, it's, you know, that's not hard, is it? You know, I mean, one don't play and the other one keeps making mistakes after mistakes. So, I honestly think that if Wenger wouldn't be so bloody stubborn, he could have, you know, sorted this out and just said, look, I'll let, you know, it's like Alex Ferguson used to let his coaches do the coaching, didn't he? You know, let, let someone coach the team to defend. Yeah. You know, sick and tired of seeing, you know, in theory, if you look back on it, Craig, his, his um, tactical um, game for, for Liverpool was what we do. And if I've tried to think about this, and it ain't, it ain't a bad theory if you put it into this context. You know, keep it at nil-nil first half, second half. We, we, get, we let unleash Alexis like he did in the second half. They won't be out to handle us. They'll be a little bit tired. We could win this game 3-0, right? And I don't think it's a bad ploy. But the fact of the matter is, we've got a defence that can't defend. So by the time that that comes into play, we're two nil down. Yeah. We're two nil down after ten minutes. Now Chelsea could make that ploy where they they tire the team out and then bring on someone like Sanchez. We can't do that because we're just not defensively good enough. We're naive. I've, I've watched Monreal, thirty-one years of age, not for the the, the first goal. After 10 minutes, Marnie's got the freedom of the 18-yard box. And then right at the end, he's got it again. Yeah, You know, don't learn from their mistakes. You've got a manager that don't learn from their mistakes. And the players, you know, are, you know, are they being coached and defended? You know, I, I look at teams like, so someone like um, Middlesbrough, for instance, uh, uh, and Hull. They put in defensive masterclass against us. We, we found it very difficult to break these teams down. 
with players that are nowhere near as good as what we've got. Mm. But how can they do it and we can't? You know, great, so just, great point. It's, it's a manager that's got to come in, that's got to be prepared to spend a bit of time defensively, work on a few things tactically. See, the thing is that Craig, which is another thing of Arsene Wenger, he's got this thing that he feels that, oh, the way we play is far superior to everybody else. We're going to, whether it's Bayern Munich, Hull, Sutton or Lincoln, we're going to play the same way. And I'm afraid that in the league, there's teams that are better than us. So you've got to look right and, and outfox them, if you like. And, you know, because it's a law of averages that if you take on the best teams and you're not as good as them, you're going to come away with an away record of played 23 games and, lo- and lost 20 of them. Mm. Oh, funny enough, that's the record we've got. You know, there's no... You look at the stats, they're there, they're staring you in the face, do something about it. And, and he's not, and because of that, the fans have turned on him, and also now that he's got nowhere to go. And, and I do feel sorry for him, Craig, I really do, but he's brought this on himself yeah. by his bad managing, and that's it, and, and, and he has brought it on. He has. I was, his, I was his biggest fan 10, 15 years ago. How can, we probably all was. Yeah, it's a good we, one for you. When I first joined Facebook... And it asked me for my religious views. I'll put in Arsene Wenger. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Do you know? I adored the man. That's what he said on my Facebook profile. Religion. Arsene Wenger. I adored him. Yeah, he's done this. Me. He has made me. He has made me um, not hate him. Resent him. Yes. Resent him. Great word. Um, I went to Wembley, Craig. 1998. On the train going to Wembley. It was rocking. The place, the train was jumping up with that. And all the fans were singing was Arsene Wenger's got a magic hat. You remember that yes, song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A whole train was singing that. You know what I mean? From that to people marching to get him out. Something's not right. Mm. You know what I mean? And, and he's not addressed what's not right about it. And that's the frustration. You know, to go last season, Craig, just before I let the other guys come in, to, to just spend £15 million on a goalkeeper was the biggest kick in the nuts that any Arsenal fan could have. Mm. You know what I mean? Like Because it was all season, oh, if only you'd just got that player, if you'd just got that player, we could have won the league. We could have won the league. You know what I mean? Like With everything going as it is. You know? I will say this in, in Arsenal Wenger's defence or Arsenal's defence. You know what I mean? Manchester City, all the money that they've got, nil-nil with Stoke tonight. Yeah. You know? There's, you know, it's without being, you know, that's a that's a terrible result for them today with all the money that they've got. You know, it, so we've got to be a little bit put in perspective a little bit. But we could be winning or challenging for these leagues over the last two years if he hadn't been so bloody stubborn. Yeah, and that's what it's, that's what it boils down to in my book. Absolutely. I mean. It actually, you know, you say about, you know, I, I do want Wenger to go and I want, you know, I want him to go. I think it's time for him to go. But I even said to my missus last night, I was sitting here and I was watching the videos on my phone and she says, what are you watching? I said, oh, look, I said, the boys are marching outside the Emirates. And she was like, oh my God. And it actually made me feel quite sad watching it. I've got to admit, I actually felt quite sad watching it. I was thinking to myself, how has this happened? How has this man won us a title unbeaten? How has he masterminded us winning a title unbeaten? And 
now we're marching to get him out. You know, it's it's mind boggling. Let's move this. Let's let's move the uh, let's move the topic on a bit. Lee Gunner, I'll come to you, mate. I want to talk about Liverpool. I want to talk about um, Arsene Wenger's decision to leave Alexis Sanchez out. And I also want to talk about your favourite player, um, Mercer Ozil. <laughs> Tuesday night, he puts up a picture on his Instagram or Twitter or whatever it was. He's out bowling with Granite Jacker um, and I think it was Nacho Monreal, I think. I think it was the whole team. Mate. I might be. Well, they were all out. Well, they were in this particular picture anyway. And then the next day, he's off with the flu. Now, he's been off with the flu for a week. All right. Now, that I know he's a man and he's probably got man flu. But I'm fat and overweight and I can get over the man flu in quicker than a week. Is this something, is this something going on, Lee, do you think? I mean, I've read a report. I've read, I've read a Sky Sports report today that Theo Walcott has come out and said that there is infighting in the dressing room. Right? It's on Sky Sports. People don't believe me. Go and read it yourselves. Theo Walcott admitted that there is infighting going on in the dressing rooms. I don't believe Mercer Ozil was sick, in my opinion. I think something's happened. Mercer Ozil's been dropped. This thing of Alexis Sanchez against Liverpool, if he's trying to punish a player, you leave him out altogether. You don't put yeah. him on the bench. Tell the world that he was left out because of a, a training ground bust-up. And then bring him on at half-time to try and save your bacon. What you got to say about all that, Lee? Um, first things first, I'll start with my favourite player. Masu. <laughs> um, I think the, the, the reason he was off for a week or two weeks, firstly, um, obviously we didn't have a game because of the uh, League Cup final. Obviously, we had Southampton. They were in the final. Um, so, he's flying off to Istanbul. Apparently, he had a bad back. That's what the reports were, I think. That he had a bad back. Well, if I was seeing Miss Turkey, I'd probably have a bad back as well. <laughs> <laughs> she was a bit of all right. Blimey, he's done all right there, the boy, isn't he? But, um, but yeah, apparently, he had a bad back. Then his Snapchat, he was um, faffing about in uh, Berlin. Then, um, yeah, the Tuesday night, he was bowling. And I, and I actually put a tweet up, how are you bowling with a bad back? Then the next day, he was sent home from training with apparently a, the flu. Um, just coming back to the Sky Sports thing about the um, Theo Walcott, I haven't seen that, so I didn't know about that. But um, I did read yesterday that um, Robert Perez, the legend, um, said on, I think it was being Sport that um, there was definitely a training ground bust up because he was there. Right. He didn't. He didn't sort of elaborate on it. He said, "But um, yeah, I was there." And then there was there was sort of um, <laughs> some sort of bust up. Um, I personally think with the Ozil one, um, I've seen a video. I can't remember who posted it, but somebody put a video up, and it was a video of Aaron Ramsey being asked loads of questions, rapid fire questions. And um, one of the questions was, who's Arsene Wenger's favourite player in terms of what, who gets away with the most? Mesut Ozil. He gets extra days off, Aaron Ramsey said. So it wouldn't surprise me if some of the players had turned on Ozil 
and had a bit of a whinge. Well, hang on a minute. He's not doing it on the pitch, boss. You know, you sent him shopping in Sweden. You allowed him to go and do that. And, you know, he's not been very good. Why ain't I getting a game? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, maybe maybe that's the reason he ended up in Turkey and then went home with the flu. I don't know. I really don't know. All I do know is I don't rate the geezer one bit. I really don't. And it goes against the grain and I get so much abuse for like for saying it. Yeah, people just think he's the greatest player that's ever walked the planet. He is rubbish. Yeah. The amount of people that have started to see it now, though, like it, with with the ball, he's all right. Yeah. When it's going well. Without the ball, whether it's going well or not, he is fucking useless, mate. He's the most overhyped footballer I've ever witnessed like, in 30 odd years watching yeah, football. I have to agree with you. I do. Like, I mean,. I agree with you on some... I don't agree with you 100%. I mean, he's a good player. There's no doubts about it. Um, you know, he, he's, he's, his, trophy, his trophy cabinet home would, you know, would, would state that. But, yes, I agree with you that when the going is tough, he goes missing. He does Definitely. go missing. And, and See, the thing, the thing is, Greg, right? I, I think, I've said this before, right? This league isn't... Cut, he ain't cut out for this league. It's all well and good when you're in Spain yeah. and you get tough and you fall over and it's a free kick. Over here, the ref just waves you up. right? I mean, when we played Liverpool and we lost 5-1 at Anfield, one of the goals, um, I think it was Sterling's goal. Well, I can't remember. I'm pretty, pretty sure it was the third. Sturridge. Yeah, that's it. And, it's a um, Sturridge goal, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's got nudged off the ball. He's sat on the floor, whacking the floor with his fists. Two passes later, bang, they've scored. Yeah, and we see that time and time again with the geezer, right? And I mean, for Germany, even for Real Madrid, yeah, he runs and runs and runs. He takes players on, yeah. And, you know, Arsenal is the complete opposite. It's just like watching a nothing footballer. So that's why I give him, like, you know, give him grief and think he's so overhyped because I don't don't get the hype around him. I really don't. But you want him to do well, though, don't you? Exactly. You yeah. know, if anyone puts an Arsenal shirt on, I'm an Arsenal fan. I want them to perform and make us better. Yeah, but how long do you persist with this guy when, in my opinion, he's done it 25% of the time he's been here? Yeah, everyone can load him up for all them assists he got last season. Mate, the assist stats I've said before as well are the most overhyped stat. Yeah, he got an assist, right, against Man City when Theo belted one in um, past Joe Art from 20-odd yards out. Yeah, he got the assist for that. That was a misplaced pass that was meant for Monreal that Walcott intercepted. Yeah, <laughs> against Swansea, against Swansea, um, I think it was Swansea. Um, Giroud scored. It was an Ozil header that hit the centre back, dropped straight to Giroud. He got the assist. Yeah, so you know, don't come to come with me with assist stats because they they don't they ain't worth the paper they're written on, mate. Um, so yeah, I, I'm not sure with Ozil with Sanchez. If I was him. I'd um, I'd have the ump as well, you know. We've seen we see it again last night. He's digging players out. He's, he he just he's, he was shit last night. He he was, you know, we were playing well in the first half, and and I was quite shocked. I, I thought blimmin' hell, but you know, maybe that's because Bayern just thought right, we're in cruise control here. But regardless, you know, first half performance, I thought well, that's what we want to see. A little bit of a reaction, do you know what I mean? But he was our worst player in that first half, and. Um, you know, and and I love Sanchez to bits, and you get a 
you get effort, you get work rate, you get desire and all that that goes with it, yeah. But he's given up, mate. He's yeah. had enough. I'd have to he's... agree with you, mate. I'd have to agree with you. And, yeah. you know, coming back to the Liverpool thing where he's been dropped, right? Would, you, would he ever drop Thierry Henry? Nah, would he ever of course drop not. him? Of course, not. of course he wouldn't. Yeah. Would he, would he ever drop Robert Pires? Would he ever drop Patrick Vieira? No chance. Yeah. Because he knew if he did, yeah, like, there'd, there'd be murders. You know, Sanchez gets dropped. And, you know, I, I see so many people on Twitter that quote Alexis Sanchez off because he gives the ball away. Yeah. And, and they're the same people that lured up Mesut Ozil. So, you know. That's I, probably I just, just fanboys, though, isn't it, mate? You know, I want everyone at Arsenal to do well and I want us to win stuff and I want all our players to be great, you know, but, you know, I'm not deluded or arrogant enough to like lord up bang average footballers, yeah, or, or bang average at the club I support, you know, these players, you know, they need to have a look at their self. I mean, Alexis Sanchez has been, been very good this season, right? And, you know, but again, last night, he sat on the bench when he got subbed last night. When the when it, it went into stoppage time, the camera pans round to him and uh, Petr Cech sat on the bench. And they're both sat there laughing. Now, yeah. I'm just going to jump in there now. Apparently, now this is apparently what I've heard, um, some fella jumped on the pitch. Um, I started running across the pitch. I don't know. Half, half, yeah, half, yeah, half, yeah. Half so naked, that did I think. happen. Um, yeah, that did happen. And apparently, was that... apparently, this is what they were laughing at. Well, I'm, I don't know. I'm not too sure about that. Mm. But you know, against Liverpool at the weekend, he was sat on the bench laughing and joking. As soon as we can see the goal, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, so yeah. Okay, we're right. Last one's night. Uh, last night's one off. But you know, the one against Liverpool, we sat there laughing and, and joking with Gabriel, and we're losing. Like. What is going on at this club? Mm. You know, I love the geezer to bits, right? And I very rarely coat him off because he has been superb for us. Yeah, and, and he, he's all season until recent weeks, he has looked like the only one who actually gives a fuck. Bar Oxlade-Chamberlain in the last four or five games. Yeah, but, you know, there, come, there comes a point, Craig, where you've got to start digging these players out and you've got to start, you know, you've got to start having a look at them. And they've also got to have a look at themselves. Mesut Ozil, right? What has he done? since last February. Hmm. Fuck all. Yeah, Alexis he's had, Sanchez. Yeah, you, he's, you know. he's, he's had a weird one, I think, Ozil. I mean, he scored nine goals. I mean, he had nine yeah, goals Craig, take, take, up take Christmas. Up. And then after Christmas... Yeah, but Craig, take the, four goals out, take the four goals out against the pub team we spanked, yeah? Like, really, do you know what I mean? And people have been saying that all season, yeah? Oh, yeah, but he scored a hat-trick against Ludogorets. He scored a great goal away to the... Yeah, fantastic. It counts for fuck all. We're out the competition. Yeah, you know, where, where was he when we needed him last night? Or where was he when we were in Bayern Munich and got spa- spanked 5-1? Where was yeah. he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good same, point, same, yeah. With the, same with all the team that night, to be fair, yeah? I'm not just going to dig him out for that performance in Bayern because the whole team are a disgrace for that, yeah? But when you, when you really need these players to step up and perform, our, our so-called world-class players, only one of them does more regularly than the other one, yeah? And in my opinion, they're both gone. Yeah, I'll be gutted to see Alexis Sanchez leave because he is a fantastic footballer. He's just a joy to watch, mate. Yeah, Mesut Ozil, in my opinion, we can replace that guy quite easily because anyone who actually can, can track back and defend a little bit without the ball is a bigger plus for me than having somebody who just does the odd flick here and there and sucks his thumb when he scores a goal. Yeah, well, perhaps Lee Catamol might be available. 
Charlie Adam might be as well. He's all right, isn't he? Um, James, let's come to you, mate. Well, just stick into the Ozil and Sanchez situation. Um, I, know, I believe that probably the pair of them are off at the end of the season. Um, I wouldn't blame Alexis Sanchez for leaving. Uh, you know, when we signed these players, they're saying that they signed because of Arsene Wenger. And it looks like they might leave because of him as well, James. I mean, what, what, what's your take on the situation? Uh, I, I really think they've been sold a bit of a dream. Um, they're two players in the absolute prime of their careers that have come to a club that have obviously promised them that we're going to be changing for the league and we've just done, we haven't done that at all. Um, I, I don't think it's any coincidence that when Ozil and Sanchez have signed, our football actually seems to have gone backwards a little bit. I mean, I can't really remember the last time we actually played really, really good football apart from that game against Chelsea. I mean, I, I put a tweet out a couple of weeks ago, a couple of days ago, should I say, about us playing better football from when we left the Emirates to about 2012, to, to about 2012-13. I generally do believe that. I think we were playing better football when we had a midfield of Fabregas, Diaby, Wilshere, Nazri, um, compared to the football that we are now. And I don't think it helps that we're constantly changing, but... For me, you look at certain areas of our team and it just it doesn't look as strong as it once did. Um, and I, I absolutely absolutely love Mazzo Ozil. Uh, he's a player that when we signed him, I was just going absolutely ballistic. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it happened. Of course. Uh, I couldn't believe that, you know, Arsenal that have done nothing for the past nine, seven, eight years, whatever, have signed Mazzo Ozil of Real Madrid, this guy that set the world alight when he was about 21 years old in the World Cup. I mean, wow, we've got this player on our hands. And, I mean, I think it's a very... Very relevant point that Lee mentioned about uh, we haven't quite seen him take over a game yet. Apart from that one against Napoli in his first season, I mean, when has he really actually taken over a game on the big stage? And I do, I do think there are other external factors to look at, and I do think he's still an exceptional player. Um, and he is one of these players that you know you say works subtly in his in his game, and I do I do generally uh, believe that. But um, I, I don't think he's been utilised properly. I really don't. I don't think he's been managed well. At Real Madrid, he had a more defined role. He had better players around him. Um, but, I, I mean, he just doesn't seem to be working at Arsenal uh, in patches. I mean, he's had some very good moments. He's had some very, very shady moments. But Alexis Sanchez, he's the player that, for me, is irreplaceable. If we lose him, then that's going to really show how far we've fallen in recent years. When we got him, I mean, it just seemed to be the natural... Uh, progression on someone like Mesut Ozil to have these two superstars at our team. I mean, you know, you'd never have thought that five years ago. You really wouldn't. When we had the likes of Yossi Benayoun and Andre Santos, in a flick of a switch, we've gone from those kind of players to Mesut Ozil, Alexis Sanchez, even Petr Cech when we got him in. I mean, you're kind of thinking, wow, this club is actually go- is progressing. We're going the right way about going to win the league. But the way it's fallen apart so quickly uh, and the fact that we're still a reactionary club, and what I mean by that is when we've, we've only discovered what we actually need when something's gone wrong. So when we brought Coughlin back, things like that. Uh, you know, I, do, I really do think Arsene Wenger's losing the plot a little bit. And the fact we're wasting, wasting away the likes of Meza Ozil and Alexis Sanchez, it, it frustrates me. But I think for me, the best solution to, to try and keep them on the club is they've still got um, over a year left on their contracts. So if possible, if it can be done, and I'm hoping it's done, we get someone like Allegri, Tuchel, Sampaoli and whatever, uh, and then we keep them on until at least January. And then 
you know, you know if, if if they still want to leave at that point and we're not challenging for the title, if things haven't improved, then fine. Uh, let them go at a cut price. That, mm. That's the only solution I can see. I mean, what's what's 30 million to Arsenal Football Club? I mean, they're talking about we've got 120 million to spend in the summer. I mean, that doesn't mean a lot to us. I'd much rather have these players see out their careers at Arsenal than, uh, than cash in when we desperately need them. Absolutely, mate. Do you think this league's too physical for Rosehill, James? I think it's... Uh, oh, I, I don't know. I mean, you look at someone like Boan at Stoke, or Boyan, whatever you want to call him, and you notice he's been shipped out from there. Uh, and maybe it's it's not really a great comparison, but both played in the same league, um, both come over to the big physical sides, and they they haven't quite worked out for their respected sides. Um, but again, I'll write it back to what I said about Mazzozo. I don't think he's being managed properly. He hasn't got a defined role in this team. The midfield behind him, the midfield pivot, changes week upon week. Yeah. There's no... There, there, there's, there's no consistency in this side whatsoever. One week he's playing behind Alexis Sanchez, another he's playing behind Olivier Giroud, then it's Fiat Walcott, then he's got Alex Awobi alongside him. I mean, we don't know what our best team is and we should have built this team around him, but we haven't done that in the slightest. His best football, for me, was the exact same scenes where Aaron Ramsey emerged. And ever since then, Ramsey's career has kind of, it kind of faltered. He's had injury problems, but for me, if we can get a midfielder for me uh, would really work in the future would be Chaka, Ramsey and potentially Moza Ozil in front of them. That that would be really exciting in my opinion. Um, but it, we don't really have time to play with at the minute. Time's really not on our side. If they decide to to leave, if they hand in transfer requests, then, then we're scuppered. Um, but yeah, relating back to your question, I think if a player is good enough, then physicality shouldn't come into it. Um, and and maybe that's 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 been the case with Mesut Ozil, but maybe he's he's just not been good enough. Yeah, I've got to say I think he's I think he's a bit of a wimp um, when he's playing. He does get knocked off the ball too easy. You know he doesn't he doesn't get up and fight for it back. You know, I personally believe that he finds this league too quick. He finds this league too physical. And when I when I say when he finds this league too quick, if you watch him playing for Real Madrid when he was playing for Madrid. He had so much time on the ball um, in, in that division. He's trying to do that here, but he's getting hit. You know, you you, you can't have time on the ball in the Premier League. Um, and I I believe that he doesn't like it here either. I, I really do. I, 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 don't, I don't think that he, he, he likes the way the English game is played. I do think he loves Arsenal, though. I really do. I generally think the guy has got a deep passion for Arsenal. Maybe that's me being a little bit deluded, but I think he really has fallen in love with this club mm. over over the past couple of years that he's been here. Yeah, I'd, I, I, I don't doubt it. I mean, a player, you know, a player of his age, and I think I think he, when he moved when he moved here, he was single, wasn't he? But I think he's going out with uh, like Lee Gunner said. I think he's now going out with Miss Turkey, is he? Um, he's engaged now. Engaged, you know, living in London, <laughs> yeah. living in London, living the high life. You know, um, might sound biased, but I think London's the best city in the world. But you know, and it go work. What's that? And he don't go work. And he don't go work. That's it. <laughs> right now, Lee judges the judge. The judge. Where do we go from here, Lee? What? Well, I'll tell you what. It's great, great listening to, to the guys there, but what, what, I, I've just got to come into this. When I went to the game yesterday, I thought, well, we ain't going to win it, so I just wanted to have a look at Arsenal. Do you know, like all the times you're watching them, it's all about winning, but I, I had a little look yesterday. And then yesterday, I was so impressed with um, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. Yes, he was, 
Yeah. Magnificent. And, and just behind him, um, Aaron Ramsey. And what they'd done yesterday was, was uh, if I don't know if anybody's picked up, they interchanged really, really well. One minute, one would go into the hole and then they'd come back out and Aaron Ramsey would go in and they interchanged really, really well. And I thought, God, that, that looks like it can work. And Shaka behind him, it looked really good. And the, the trouble after it now is that Meza Ozil will come back in and ruin that. Yeah. Because it's, it's got to be... So what will happen on Saturday is... And I'm not having a dig at Meza Ozil. He'll come back in there, probably Chamberlain will go out to the wide and, and it'll be Ramsey and, and, and Ozil. And I don't know if... Can I, with with Meza Ozil, he's got the... Um, the, the, the part of his game where he can, can interchange, you know, like, because he's not got that defensive side or he's got the legs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, to stay in that, that number 10 role permanently. And I thought that yesterday, Bayern Munich, for about 20 minutes in that game yesterday, they didn't know what to do. They, because the one great thing about Chamberlain, and I, I, I watched him yesterday, is he's a player that can take players on. He'll get the ball in tight areas and he'll go past a few players and it opens things out. Aaron Ramsey's more of a player that gets it, tries to pick a pocket. There were certain times with Ramsey yesterday that he wasn't great because he's just coming back from injury. So I've sort of let him off a little bit. But it looked really, really promising, that midfield. And Bayern Munich, as good as they are, they've got some good midfield players, didn't know quite what to do. But I honestly think with Arsenal, with Mesut Ozil in there, we, we, we're a little bit predictable. You know that he's going to be in that position. He's not going to cut, you know, he'll come deep into the game. But when we've not got the ball, you know, we lose that extra bit of, you know, like there was times yesterday when Chamberlain would get back and nick the ball. Ramsey would get back in and make tackles. When Mesut Ozil's in the team, we don't have that. Yeah. And it makes us a little bit vulnerable, you know. And it's not having a go at Mesut Ozil. He's not there to do that. If, if you was to play Mesut Ozil, I think, you know, you'd have to play him i.e., and this hurts me to say this, that um, Deli Alley and uh, Ozil were compared this time last season and everybody laughed at it. But the reason that Deli Alley is being successful at Tottenham is because when he loses the ball, it's not a problem for, for uh, probably say, don't worry about it so much, get back into a position, get back into a shape because we've got Dembele and Wanyama in there and they're two beasts of a player, mm. players, very, very powerful, very, very strong. So, Deli Alley hasn't got to worry about any defensive duties. You see where I'm coming from? Yes. Uh, so Meza Ozil gets exposed for that, you know. And, you know, so you're saying to Deli Alley, well, don't worry about that. You just get on the ball and play. Meza Ozil hasn't got that luxury because we've not got that in midfield, you know. And I, I think it's something that if you're going to play Meza Ozil, you've got to, you, unfortunately, you've got to say to people like Aaron Ramsey, like um, Cockerland, like Wiltshire, that you're you're going to have to be sold because we're going to have to go down a different route. Now, I don't know if that's the right thing to do. I don't know if that's the right, certainly, thing that Arsene Wenger wouldn't do. But a new manager coming in would probably do that, you know, and say, right, I'm going to bring in two strong midfield players and then have measure, you can do what you want to do. Yeah, more, uh, more of a freer role, more of a freer yeah. attacking role, yeah. Yeah, yeah just to just go and roam and do what you want. But when it breaks down... I've got these two big, powerful midfield players like Patrick Vieira, you know, going back in. Listen, when Arsenal were in their prime, Robert Perez, you know, wonderful, wonderful player. What's he, what was his, you know, he's weaker than bloody Ozil, if you be honest about it. <laughs> yeah, I suppose he was, yeah. 
No, but he had players like Patrick Vieira around him. He had players like uh, Gilberto, Edu, Parler. Mm. It wasn't, you know, a problem. But, you know, and realistically, the team sacrificed it. Oh, don't worry about it. You know I mean? And how many games did Robert Perez not get back into defensive unit and then we'd break and he'd have that little bit of class to, to, to do things? But, unfortunately, you know, Meza Ozil would probably have been a fantastic player in the in the Vincible side. I, I do feel he gets a little bit of a raw deal with what, what he's doing with the way what we play, but... Then it's up to the Arsene Wenger to manage him. I.e., when we go to, to Munich away, when you know that you're only going to get 30% of the ball, that means 70% of the game you're not going to have the ball and 70% of it when you've got Ozil uh, uh, is very, very weak. Don't play him. Have the bottle to say, right, now this is not your game today, Mesut, and play in the defensive midfield players. And that's the thing with Wenger that he doesn't do. So we end up going into the big games even worse this season or last season when um, when Kazula's there, you know, because as great as we are on the ball, when we when we haven't got the ball, he's he's not the best of tacklers. Then you've got Mesut Ozil, you know, then it was down to Cockerland for a couple of seasons. He'd done very well on it, if I have to say. But there's this, just none of this structured thing with about, all right, you've got this great player, where do you play him? You know what I mean? Like, I think against Liverpool, when Mesut Ozil wasn't there, um, perhaps put, put Sanchez in there, you know what I mean? But, you know, that, that, because he got that little bit more work rate. But that's what I, what I feel about Mesut Ozil. How can we go on from there? And, it, you know, let's, let's face it, lads. I guarantee now, I put, I put my mortgage on it, that Mesut Ozil starts on Saturday. I guarantee it, you know what I mean? 100%, like, 100%, mate. You know, he will play in that game, you know, so... So uh, this this is what annoys me about Arsene Wenger a little bit. You know, when we go to Munich, who, who gets sacrificed? It's it's Alex Oxlade Chamberlain, who's been our best midfield central midfield player for the last month, gets chucked out onto the wing. Mm. All right, he could do the job on the wing, but he's doing a bloody good job in centre midfield. Why take him out of there? But he'd be the one to be taken out, or or Ramsey would be rested. You know, I'll. You know, we don't want to push Aaron too much because he's just had 90, 70 minutes today. You know, there'd be an excuse. There's no excuse. Them two were the best two midfield players I've seen for, against a very, very good Bayern Munich side. Whether they were at half pace or not, we don't know. But they look very, very good. But there's none of this thing with Arsenal. And this is another thing that really annoys me. You know, it's your shirt. You, you, it's your, you keep it. You play well, you keep it. If, if you don't play well, you lose it. You know, it's like, right, you're playing today, but Mal Mesut will be back in next game. You know, like those guys, for instance, you know, what we've been saying a little bit there, is that he's been away for the last four weeks. They've been training, been going here, going there, doing all that, train, going up to Liverpool, not playing. Aaron Ramsey, for instance, going all the way to Liverpool, not playing. Whoever going there, travelling around and all that. Like, he comes back in, there's your shirt, there's, you're straight back in the side. It's going to piss you off, isn't it? Yeah. Going to cause resentment. Where do we go from here? Uh, where do we go from here, Lee Gunner? As uh, you know, Lincoln on Saturday. Um, I believe you know it's a sellout. Do we? Do we as fans? I'm the kind of supporter now where this Bayern Munich result now is going to affect me for weeks. <laughs> All right. 
Every time I see a number five and a number one, like, I'll have to stop dead in my tracks. Do you know? Um, Just don't look at the clock when it's ten to two. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, of course. Like today, every time I looked at the clock, it said ten to two. Sorry, mate. Oh, it's ten to two. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, but where do we go from here, Lee? Do we? Yeah. You know, what, <laughs> mate? Mate, can you imagine if we lose or it goes to a, like, a replay, Ugh, mate? Do, do, do you know what? Right, I've had since last night. I have had my phone has been popping off with Tottenham and Chelsea fans. Yeah. Like, you're an embarrassment to the Premier League. Like, you know, it, 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 you know. It was funny actually. I'll tell you a quick story. Yeah, hang on a second a now, right? I'll say one thing to those Chelsea and Tottenham supporters. One to the Chelsea fans. <laughs> Who were you playing? And two, <laughs> to the Spurs fans, you got knocked out of the fucking Europa League by Ghent. So please refrain yourself from talking about the Champions League. <laughs> uh, very good point. Yeah, I'll tell you a quick story, right? Yesterday, I picked my missus up at half-time in the game from her mate's house. Yeah, and I picked her up. I said, right, I need to need to like lever it back because I'm going to miss the start of the second half. And she goes, what's the score? I went, oh, we won nil up. I said, Theo scored a good goal. I said, we play- actually surprised me and we're playing all right. All right? We got in, got in for the second half. She's gone upstairs, got in the bath and all that, right? And I'm downstairs watching the game, yeah? At full time, I went upstairs and she went, how did it finish? I went, uh, we lost 5-1. She went, you're joking? I said, no. Nah. I said, we lost 5-1. She goes, blimmin' hell, you were quiet. I didn't hear any screaming and shouting. No, I'm fucking used to it now, aren't I? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know, but yeah, just um, just going back to your question, um, I I really don't know, Craig. If I'm being honest, I mean, what teams he going to pick to go against Lincoln? You know, if we if we he's can't got beat no Lincoln, choice, City, Lee, surely he's got no choice. Yeah, but this is Arsene Wenger, Craig. Arsene Wenger, Arsene Wenger needs, does what he wants. Mate. He needs a win, and he needs a convincing yes, yes, win. Yes, I agree. And he needs to put out his strongest start in 11. See, in terms of... I agree with you. I totally agree. If it was me and you've got your best players are fit, you start them. I don't care who the opposition is. As soon as you, as soon as you get two, three, four goals ahead, that's when you start thinking about the next game and taking your better players off. Mm. Right? And that's how it should always be, in my opinion. But this is Arsene Wenger, mate. And... You know, he works completely differently. We could all sit here right now and pick a starting eleven for that game and it, it wouldn't be the same as Arsene Wenger's at the weekend. <laughs> you know, and it's true. You know, Oxlade-Chamberlain was fantastic last night. He's been fantastic for the last four or five games in central midfield when he's played central midfield. And as Lee says, he won't play central midfield at the weekend. Yeah, no way in a million years. And that, and that boy, I would not be surprised if he angles for a move if Wenger stays. Yeah, because he is being wasted at this club, mate. And and, and I, I feel sorry for a few of the players. You know, yes, they're multi-millionaires. Yes, they're a fantastic football club. But ultimately, it's about winning and, and, and playing. Yeah, and playing every week. You know, it's all well and good Oxley Chamberlain earning 70 grand a week. But he wants to play every week, mate. Yeah. And I do think that he does love the club, though. Oh, I do. I, I've got no no doubt about that at all. And. And it wouldn't surprise me if he's one of the players that's uh, had a bit of a moan, yeah, and like you know, and and kicked off that he's not playing every week. It would not surprise me one little bit. But you know, at the end of the day, we've got to win pretty much every single game from now to the end of the season, Craig. Yeah, mm. for him to get in the top four, if we want Champions League football next season, 
for me personally, couldn't give a toss whether we get it or not. Yeah, I really couldn't. And that sounds defeatist, maybe. It also sounds a bit arrogant. I, you know, I said at the start of the season, I've, I've written the season off. Yeah, and I think we'd finish fifth. And I stand by that. I still do think we'll finish fifth. And I remember that night, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I said it to you. Yeah, I did. <laughs> you know, and it, it, it doesn't... It doesn't you know, fill me with any joy to be sat here and be improved right. Do you know what I mean? At the end of the day, I've, I've grown up in an era where I see 1-0 to the Arsenal every week, yeah? And, and then, obviously, I've seen champagne football and unbeaten seasons. So, you know, it always makes me laugh when people say, oh, be careful what you wish for. And, you know, and then you start naming managers and they dismiss every single manager in, in, that you name. Yeah, and like my personal choice, right? Before Ancelotti went to Bayern Munich, I wanted Ancelotti. Mm. Yeah, and I think if we had offered him the job, he would have took it because he'd want to stick one up Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, for the way they fucked him off. Yeah, I really believe that he would have took the job, right? And I think he's a fantastic football manager, and he's won all over Europe. Yeah, with every club he's been at, right? But now, my after we've lost him and we've lost Pep and we've lost Klopp and everybody else, my pick is Simeone. Yeah, and you get fans tell you day in, day out, oh, he doesn't fit the Arsenal style of play. Well, what is our style of play? Concede one and then fucking open up and concede five? Yeah. You know, I'd rather see one nil every single week and win something or at least challenge for something than get spanked by the big teams week in, week out. Yeah, every time we play them. You know, it becomes boring. You You could sit at the beginning of next season if Wenger's still here. Right, and predict our season in August. Yeah, we all we've all seen it thirteen times. We've all done it, yeah. yeah the, <laughs> you know, that made a very good point, Ledge. Made a very good point. Um that we ain't playing nowhere near as good football as we were two or three seasons ago as well. Our, our football in the last couple of seasons has been nowhere near as interesting as what it was. You know, there were times when, you know, you'd You'd lose a game, and then the next week you go and blast the team three or four four nil, yeah. and and be memorised. If, if, if you look at it, Lee, right this season we we blitzed Chelsea, right, and then Chelsea ripped up their their tactics and went fuck that. We're going with saying Kels. That didn't work, and they're going to win the league this season, right? Mm. Last that and that was probably other than um, Basel, the game after, ironically, um, where we battered them as well. They're probably the only two standout performances yeah. from from Arsenal oh, this season, right? Last season. If you remember, we absolutely smashed Man United in the first half. Yeah, well, we smashed them pretty much all that game. We just didn't add to the goals tally, yeah. But can anyone name another performance last season that we we went out? Yeah, we're struggling, didn't we? And there's three in two seasons. That's embarrassing for a club like us. Yeah, it is. is. James, bring you in on it, mate. You know, you've heard what Lee's had to say, or both the Lee's. What's... What's your outlook? What who do you want? If if Wenger, you know, if you if you woke up tomorrow morning and Wenger, Wenger had retired, or left, or been sacked, who would be your man to come in and take Arsenal, take Arsenal on and take them to that next level? Ah, it, it, it's difficult for someone of my age, I suppose, because Arsenal Wenger has been will have been with Arsenal twenty one years. Come the end of the season, um, that'll coincided when I turned 21 years old so oh, no, I'm they, not I'm, wind us up oh, go on <laughs> <laughs> no I mean I, I don't know any different from the guy um, and I, that doesn't mean I'm scared to change anything I'd love to see something different because you know I'm, I'm really envious that all of you lot have 
been treated to the Invincibles. And yeah, whilst I, I, you know, I, was, I was alive for that brief period, um, I, I didn't really get to absorb it in the way that everyone else has that's, that's of an old, older age to me. And I want to see glory. I want to see Arsenal excite me, something I haven't done in, in quite some time. Um, and I want to I want to see a manager that's going to going to not be frightened of change. Um, for me, it's a really hard pick. There are so many different managers that 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 are there. You've got Tuchel, you've got Simeone, you've got San Paoli, Allegri. Um, even if you wanted to take a pot shot on someone like Eddie Howe, uh, I, I mean, I, I would really like Allegri. He's the standout option for me. I think in terms of what he's done with that Juventus side, he's, he's really built it up over the past couple of seasons. I think they're. Uh, they're an underdog for the, for the Champions League this season, for sure, with the players that they've got. And I think he, he's someone that would be able to attract the big names. If you look at the likes of Higuain, Dybala, that have moved to that Juventus side. And I think with a bit of luck, maybe he'd be able to bring some of those players to Arsenal if we did lose the likes of Alexis Sanchez and Moza Ozil. I want to see a different structure. I want to see Arsenal have some identity. But first and foremost, whilst we stu- do still have Wenger in charge, because there is a still... Uh, there is a very realistic possibility that he could remain beyond this season, and that's why he's being so quiet about it, because he's worried that if he does come out and say, I'm staying another two years, then the backlash at this moment in time would be horrendous. Yeah, Can you was, imagine if he came was. out now, <laughs> I'm staying for another two years? Yes, that would be the, the full definition of shit hit fan. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It'd be awful. At, at that Lincoln game, I'd try to think what would happen. There'd be murders. Um, but we need some clarity on his future sooner rather than later. And, uh, you know, his obvious excuse would be, I respect my contracts, but just, just let us know what's going on. I mean, we're paying fans. We, we, you know, someone like Lee, Lee judges, you go home and away. You you deserve to know what's going on in the club. It's ridiculous. Uh, and as the fans, without, without the fans, Arsenal would be nothing. We followed this club for, for the best part of our lives. We've poured thousands and thousands of pounds into the club and, we just deserve to know what's going on. Is he staying? Is he going? At least tell us in the next couple of months because it's not fair. It's not fair. And the longer it goes on like this, the worse it's going to get for him, in my opinion. That's Absolutely. a great point. Do, do, do yeah. you know what? Can I just jump in there? Of course Craig? you can. Like, not, not only that, the longer it goes on, yeah, the less time it leaves to get a next manager in. Yeah, you know, if he, if he drags yeah. this on, yeah, yeah if, he, if he drags this on until May, yeah, you know, we're, we're you know we could have already got a new manager in if he if he's announcing that he's going. If he announces next week that he's going, we can start working on the next manager. Yeah, if he drags it on and drags it on, other clubs might tap up the manager that we might want. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, does know, anyone think? Pers- does anyone think that Wenger has been replaced already? No, no. Um, in my opinion, I don't think there's an offer on the table. Yeah, and and the reason I say that is every time he's been quizzed on it by journalists and people in the media, he always chucks in a stat about, oh, my Champions League record, or I've been a manager for 34 years. Yeah, and look at this club. I built this club up, which in my opinion is him trying to put pressure on the board to offer him a new contract because... Yeah, the, and the, I won't waffle on because obviously uh, you know I don't want to steal the whole show, right? But um, in my opinion, right, what I think is, I think Gazidis, Gazidis is a clever guy, yeah, and Gazidis is all about getting money in for the club, which he has done, yeah, and he's he's done very well. But we're we're still miles behind Chelsea in terms of sponsorship and Man City, and obviously we're light years behind Man United, but. We, are, we do get a very, very, very big income, right? But I think that he wants to take us to the next level. And the next level of income is by winning trophies. 
because if you look at the teams that are above us in income, they all win, right? So the easiest way to, to get rid of Arsene Wenger is just not offer a new contract because they're never going to sack the guy, yeah, which is fair enough, I suppose, yeah, but if they're weak, yeah, Ranieri got potted, he won a title eight months ago, you know, and, and, and that's probably saved Leicester's season. So I think I bought a week, but I also think that they haven't offered him a new contract and it's the way to get rid of him. And he's trying to put pressure on him um, by coming out with all these stats about his Champions League and he built the club. And I, I just don't, I don't think they'll offer him one. That's what I think. And, and if they had offered him one, he would have signed it, mate. Interesting, very interesting point, um, James. Do you think there's a, do you think there's an offer on the table for Monsieur Arsene? I, I don't buy into the idea that there's an actual piece of paper on the table with, with, which is just awaiting his signature. I think it's far too easy early into the season to, well, I say that we've only got two months left, but you can't be making those kind of decisions when we haven't really had any success this season. Mm. If we were to win the FA Cup, if we were to get top four, then I think someone like Kroenke would put. Uh, the offer on the table because that effectively, you know, he'll look at that, look at that as won the FA Cup. The fans are happy; they're out partying. We've got top four. My pocket's full. What more do you want? We've got another summer to rebuild, buy more players, yada yada yada, and we enter the vicious cycle once again that we bear witness to season upon season. If I'm going to quote my documentary, um, but <laughs> I mean, it's uh, it's a difficult one. Um, I don't see any way that he can pen a new deal. I think there would be an absolute uproar if he signed a new deal. Uh, and the best thing we can do is we know we, we've got to find out what's going on, uh, as I previously mentioned. But send him out on a high, win the FA Cup for him, do the best we can to to get Champions League football. But I mean, uh, Lee, I think it was a great point that you made that Champions League football. How how important is that to us? I think these games at this stage in the season, when we are pushing for the title, I mean, we're not this season, but if we if we were in another season. Um, then, then these games don't do us any favours. We don't need the fact highlighted that we're miles off someone like Bayern Munich. Losing 10-2 on aggregate, that's not doing our season any good. So taking a break out of the Champions League, going the way of someone like Chelsea, yeah, whilst it might not attract the biggest players in the world, we've still got a fantastic squad of players. And if Alexis Sanchez and Mazza Ozil don't want to play for a team that doesn't have Champions League, then fair enough, go to Juventus, go to Bayern Munich, whatever. We've got a great squad still, and we can still get big players in. We're Arsenal Football Club. That shouldn't be too much of a problem for us. Um, but... You know, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it pans out. For me, his job is not attainable at this point, um, barring a massive turnaround. But but yeah, for me, win win the FA Cup for him. Let's give him the best send off ever, and that that that's my stance on it, really. Yeah, well said, mate. Well said, Lee Judge. I'm going to finish up with you, mate. What what's your outlook? What, what for the end well, of the season? What, what what from now until the end of the season? What do you want to see, mate? What do you want to see? Well, I want to see us win some. Bloody games of football. That's what I want to say. It's been a bloody long time. I can't remember the last time we won. I think it was uh, Sun, wasn't it? You Sun, know what I mean, yeah. That's, yeah. So, um, and even that, even that performance was poor. You know, Manchester City have lost to Stoke. We're only six points off of them. You know, what I mean? I, um, and they've got all the money in the world. So, a run of games. It's just you know, try and get past Lincoln. And then, fingers crossed, we, we, you know, Millwall knock out Spurs and we get Sp- Millwall in the semi-final and we all get beat up, but we get through. Um, and then, <laughs> try and, try and, um, try and win the cup. 
one thing I don't want, lads, which has not been mentioned, if we do go out of Champions League, I don't want to go in the Europa League. Go no, nor do I. No, 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 no. It's either Champions League or now. Yeah. yeah, so you're talking about getting seventh now, like, because I think, is it someone said that, you know, it's six is going to get you a place and you, you know, oh, I can't be having that, you know what I mean? And I'm going to say this now and I, you can call me a, a snob or whatever as far as I'm concerned about football, but I will not be going, I will be not attending ho- uh, Europa League games, I tell because that is a sign of a massive failure. Um, you don't fancy being a way trip to Rostov then, Lee? No, not, not, not at all. Not <laughs> at all. I have to say that. You know, so, uh, loyal supporter, you can... can yeah, I, I, I hear Kazakhstan's not... quite nice in August. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we, you know, we might play Dun, Dundalk or whatever where their names are like you know what I mean I well, don't there's nothing wrong but... with Dundalk mate I'll go no, no I'm just saying not, 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 not saying that you know what I, mean? I wouldn't mind going I'd, I'd go there but um, no I just I just look this gets I don't think it was a bad bad first half performance yesterday I'm going to have to say that up until the penalty we was playing really well and it was it spoiled the game with the decisions and that so that, that, that looked a little bit encouraging you know, we should beat Lincoln, let's be honest. Um, you know, and, and and then we've got West Brom away, which is not going to be easy. But just start trying to get some results together. I do believe when people turn around and say, oh, we don't want to get fourth, I just feel it's better for uh, to bring in players and things like that and, and the morale of the club, even though it is starting to grate me that we're not doing any good in it. But um, I, I, can't, I can't have the fact really, Craig, that, you know, we're... If we're not going to get fourth, that means we're not going to want us to win games of football. And I can't have that. It doesn't sit right with me. I, I can't um, wish us to lose. You know, no, if somebody no. said to me, someone said to me yesterday, the other day, you know, it could come down. We want Man City to beat uh, to win because it are, um, to beat us because it well them instead of Spurs. And I, I st- it doesn't sit right with me, if I'll be honest. Mm. So let's just try and get on a good run now. Um, uh, uh, yeah, and that's all you can really do is really, lads, is just keep back in the team, innit? That's all we can do, Absolutely. you know? Absolutely. And that's what we're doing and uh, hoping that we can just turn it around and get get some results. And, um, you know, we've got Spurs on the horizon. Don't forget, lads, you know, we've got to try and hit a bit of form when we go there. Like, you know? Well, uh, have you seen our last four fixtures, lads? Our last four fixtures are extremely tough. Yeah. We've got Everton in there. We've got Spurs in there. You know, we've, we've got... Um, Man United. Man United, Man United yeah. yeah. You know, Stoke. Lovely. Stoke. You know, it's the tough last four fixtures of the season. And, and the thing is, a lot of people say that Arsenal play best when the pressure's off. Yeah, and top four's at stake. Well, you know, we're not in the best of form. And, you know, by the time we play the next league game, we could be five points off of fourth. Mm. So, in my opinion, the pressure is on. It's not off. It's massively on. So, it's massively on. Yeah. Because this will be, you know, and Arsene Wenger is obviously under pressure because this is going to be his first season that he'll ever finish outside the top four. Yeah, it's going to be tough, mate. I don't, and I don't below Spurs. And below Spurs. <laughs> yeah. It would well, be quite fitting to be honest with you. To be honest with you. Sackable offence if you come below Spurs. Sackable. Definitely. Does it, you know, what I was saying, I'll, I'll, I'll end on this. If he is to go at the end of the season, if he does finish below Spurs and he does go, he does finish outside the Champions League spots, perhaps he will go. Perhaps he'll say, well, I can't do it anymore. There you go. I can't do it. I'm going to go. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I have to agree with James. 
Arsene Wenger can't sign a new contract. He just can't sign a new contract. As much as it hurts me to say it, he can't. Lads, it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you this evening. Um, thank you to my regular right-hand man, Mr. Lee Judges. Thank you very much, mate. Where can the people find you on Twitter? Uh, Lee Mark Judges. I have to have Mark because someone nicked me other one. A fake account, but there you go. That's another story. You've got a parody account? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mate, you've, you've made, made it, it, mate. You've made it. I oh, know. Well, that's what I thought. I feel, you know. So there you go. Come you on, I've been doing this for nearly three years. No fuckers made a parody account. account for me. Yeah. I said, I've, I've been doing this for three years. No fuckers made a parody account for me. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't have like Lee Judges. I had to have Lee Mark Judges, you know what I mean? So I had to use my middle name. That's why it comes in there. So it's not that me being posh or anything like that, you know. It's just, um, that's how it is. So, Lee, Lee Mark Judges. Lee Mark Judges. Follow him, lads. You won't be supposed spit that out. Follow him, lads. You won't be disappointed. And obviously, uh, Lee is a regular on the old AFTV as well, so check out his videos. Lee Gunner, where can people find you, mate? Um, Lee Gunner 82 on Twitter. And I also joined the YouTube hype. Um, <laughs> I have, I've only posted one video. No, you ain't done a video yet, um, you doorbell. No, I've done one. I'll, I'll tell you, I, I won't, obviously we're going to wrap this up, right, but I'm in the process of buying a house with my missus and that's taking all my time and money, mate. So, you know, you know, loads of worrying about things and we've never bought, I've never bought a house before and everyone wants your money and no one wants to do any work for it. So, you know, it's, um, yeah, when I finally move into that, which should be in the next couple of weeks, that's when my YouTube channel is going to start blowing up with videos. So, if you want to find me there and subscribe there, feel free. It's, um, the channel is called Gunner Bang. G-U-N-N-E-R, bang, all one word. It's going to fucking bang all right, I'll tell you. <laughs> and James, um, you've obviously got um, a YouTube channel. People, Some people might remember you from uh, doing your Arsenal fan TV thing um, when you when you was doing videos for them. Um, so your channel on YouTube is AFC Game by Game. That's correct, isn't it? That's the one, mate. Yeah, so get over, subscribe to James's channel on YouTube. Uh, AFC game by game you'll be able to see that um, brilliant video that you've done uh, going back to his video and he also does other little bits and pieces don't you mate you mix it up a little bit it's not all Arsenal um, but he's a very very good YouTube channel where can people find you on Twitter mate uh, my Twitter is at jecook96 great stuff make sure you go and follow the lads um, on Twitter um, and let them know you've listened tonight <coughs> until next week um, it's been an absolute pleasure as always, thank you for listening. Um, remember to keep retweeting those uh, links. The support has been absolutely astounding um, for something that's been running for such a short period of time. Getting great feedback from all over the world. Um, you know, it's amazing to think that people are listening to me in Botswana, or you know, listening to us in these. When I check the SoundCloud analytics, the, the, the places where it's been played is just mind-boggling so thank you very much um, for the support Mem's not with us tonight um, he is working so he couldn't make it this evening so hopefully Mem's will be back next week um, and until we well I say I see you until you hear me next week up the Arsenal finger out
Until next week, uh, thank you very much for everyone who listens to us. Thank you all for subscribing to us on SoundCloud. You can now subscribe Good to lads. us on iTunes. Uh, remember to follow us on Twitter at same old AFC. Remember to follow, follow Claude, Kenny Ken and Lee also. And until next week, up the Arsenal. Up the Arsenal. Sports Social Podcast Network. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.